Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and social media conciliary. Today's guest is Jackie Bondanza of Houndstown, USA. And today's episode is brought to you by Consumer Fusion, Answer Connect, and OneUp Web. When it comes to franchise marketing, OneUp Web has more than a team that anticipates your needs and improves your metrics. They're an agency that's been successfully supporting franchises for more than 20 years. And I don't mean just the ones they're working with. The franchise marketing playbook they put out was great, and their monthly Franchise Forward newsletter is a must-read. And their website is filled with plenty of other great marketing information. Go to oneupweb.com slash socialgeek to learn more about them and snag some valuable resources. Jackie Bondanza is the CEO of Houndstown USA. We're going to talk a little bit about the current state of the red hot pet industry and a little real estate. So welcome to the show today, Jackie. Thanks for having me, Jack. Before we get into our topic of the day, give me a little background on yourself. Okay. Well, um, so my professional career has actually started and and spent uh, the first half of it in book publishing. So I came out of school thinking I wanted to uh, be a writer and and work in in publishing, which I did for about 12 years Mm. until I came across Houndstown about eight, nine years ago. And I came across the brand as a customer and uh, was looking for pet care for my two dogs and stepped into Houndstown for the first time and saw just a tremendous opportunity with the brand to be a real competitor in the pet care space. So Nine years later, I, I say I fell down the Houndstown rabbit hole and I'm still down here. <laughs> There's nothing better than someone who started as a customer and then became part of the brand, either as a maybe as a franchisee or on the corporate side of things, and, and now is the CEO of, of the entire system, um, all from being a customer at one point. How long ago was it that you were a customer? Oh, probably about eight or nine years ago now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think it provides a tremendous amount of perspective. And I always tell our franchisees this. Um, when they come in or anybody comes into a company or a business and sees the need from the customer's perspective, that actually gives that person a, a, a good idea of what the customer's looking for, right? And what the demands of the business are going to be. So I definitely feel feel that, you know, moving, moving up through the ranks here at Houndstown over the last eight or nine years, because I understand from the customer's perspective, what the services are and, and what a customer's looking for. Yeah. So it helps me serve them better. And there's almost some empathy there too, where you always, at some point you can put on that customer hat and, and look at what is happening you know, within the organization as a customer would see it because you actually were one. Agreed. Yep. And so let's talk about the brand a little bit. Tell me about Houndstown. So Houndstown was founded over 20 years ago now. We are a fully interactive doggy daycare overnight boarding grooming facility. And it was founded by somebody named Mike Gould, who was 
one of the founding members of the NYPD's canine unit. And like he jokes, all that really means is you're very old if you're the founding member of something, <laughs> right. especially the New York City Police Department. But it's such an important part of the Houndstown story. And it's really the foundation of everything we do. So um, Mike had a very long career in uh, professional canine management. He was one of the first police officers to have a canine as a law enforcement partner. So it really started this 40 plus year journey for him, um, really understanding how dogs think, how they see the world, what they need. So when he went to retire from the police department, you know, he was young and needed a second career. And this was just really a natural extension of his professional skills. And he just kind of fell into this and he opened a small little store and he started offering not only overnight boarding, but also interactive daycare for dogs. And people actually laughed at him 20 years ago. They said, no one's ever going to pay you money to watch their dog during the day. What a silly business idea. <laughs> if only people but, back then knew uh, how we were all going to act in 2021, right? It, it is so it is so true. And, you know, Mike just understood it because of his long history with you know, dogs and dog management. He he know he knew that dogs are social pack animals. They need to interact with one another to have a really well-balanced life. And for owners to be able to have that, you know, positive relationship with the dog. And so, you know, he just thought, well, this is going to catch on. I don't really care what people think. Um, I know eventually it's going to catch on. And it did. Um, so we've been at this for over 20 years now. Um, we are just starting to open stores, you know, all across the country. So it's a really exciting time for the brands. But, you know, we really consider ourselves, Mike really considers himself you know, the pioneer of this concept of interactive pet care. I love that you can see things through the eyes of the customer and your founder, Mike, sees things through the eyes of kind of the ultimate customer, the the dog, right? And and really kind of is, is started the whole thing looking out for what the dog needs, not just what the customer needs, which is a place to put their dog every day. That's a great observation. At Houndstown, we always say the customer is always right at Houndstown, but the customer is actually the dog. Nice. So I love that. Everything we do is with the dog in mind first. And that's, of course, what makes us different is that we actually know a thing or two about dogs. Everything we do is, is born out of looking through the eyes of the dog. And that comes from Mike. That's, you know, and, and that is really, truly the heart of what we do. And things must be busy there because, and I don't have any stats in front of me, but just anecdotally, uh, the pandemic over the past 18 months to 24 months has been uh, quite a shift in pet ownership, right? Very true. Yes. You know, we were doing very, very well in 2018 and 19 leading up to the pandemic. You know, I think over the past five to seven years, spending on pet care has grown exponentially. And then the pandemic hit um, and it grew it even more exponentially. Yeah. Um, so of course, we took a hit in March, April, May, you know, those first couple months when nobody really knew what was happening. But by June and July, we were seeing more dogs in our facility than we really knew what to do with. And big part of that reason was that drive to adopt and, you know, purchase what we call pandemic puppies. And we're seeing all of those puppies come into our facilities now. So yeah. it's great that we have, you know, we're, we're providing an opportunity for dogs to get out of the house and, and to get back into that natural pack environment. And it really, really allows the owner to work without interruption, even if they're working from home. 
Right. Even if they are working from home, that's, that's a great point. Um, and, and I have to tell you this, this craze is it's real. Um, I, I got a puppy myself during the pandemic, just about a year and four months ago. And I'll have to tell you this too. I was in New York city about a month ago for the international franchise expo. And it wasn't just me, but some other colleagues pointed this out too, just walking around in midtown Manhattan. There are dogs everywhere in New York now. Um, after many years of not really seeing that many dogs when you were wandering around the city, but you can't go a half a block without seeing someone walking a dog during the middle of the day right now. Yep. I think, you know, so many people want to have that connection. They want to have that emotional connection. Um, and you know, a lot of our customers are, they're dual income. They're, they're, they're really hard workers and they want to have that emotional personal connection, but they don't necessarily want to have kids or they, they're younger and they want to start out with a dog first. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason for this drive to, to have a pet as a companion. Um, and so it's, it's definitely an accurate observation. You know, people, there are more dogs in this country than there ever have been. And there's no signs of that slowing down. Back in a moment after this word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they can set appointments, follow up with potential clients via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234 or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. It feels like you guys are growing quite rapidly over the past year or so. Um, is it is it um, in a certain part of the country or is it spread out everywhere? So our strategy is to uh, kind of grow uh, as naturally as possible. So we are an East Coast brand. We were founded in New York. Um, you know, our target markets are New Jersey, um, Florida, some of the East Coast, you know, larger East mm -hmm. Coast states in those states. However, we are really led by where are there good quality franchisees and where are our services needed most? And so our strategy right now is to take in leads and it, it, we don't necessarily consider the geography first. So we have stores that are in Henderson, Nevada. We have stores that are opening in Phoenix, Arizona, um, Denver. Um, so our team is kind of prepared to be national. Um, we've just always prepared our team to be that way. That way we don't limit ourselves and we're not turning down a great franchisee just because they might be a three hour plane right away. So where are you finding this data on the best places and, and where the most demand is right now? So, you know, interestingly enough, there's, there's not a lot of competition in this space. There are so many dogs out there. Um, we're such a work centric culture mm. that this service is needed in, I, 
almost every city in the country um, in a lot of towns too. So, you know, the possibilities are really endless. So we're, we're, our strategy is first to think about what I call no brainer markets, meaning, you know, uh, Orlando, Florida, Phoenix, yeah, Arizona, yeah. Denver, the big cities, yeah. right? Um, but we also, it, and we're trying to find franchisees that are really well qualified in those larger markets so that they can bring the brand to the market. Um, now that's not to say though, that we would turn someone down in a secondary or tertiary city or town, um, because the, the model can do well there too. You know, we have a corporate store we just sold actually in Atlantic city, New Jersey. Hmm. It's not a big market whatsoever, but Mike and I opened the store a couple of years ago to really test the model and see how it would do in this less than ideal market. And it, you know, it did well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that gave us a lot of confidence that if the model can do well in this type of area, it really has the potential to do well everywhere. Yeah. And those quote unquote secondary cities, um, think about this 10, 15 years ago, Austin, Texas and Nashville, Tennessee were secondary cities. Right. And now that's, <laughs> that's where half of the country is moving sure. to one of those two places along with Florida, I think. So um, yeah. very interesting that you're targeting markets, not by where the footprint lays on the map. You know, uh, I, I think so many so many franchise brands sell themselves short when they say, you know, well, first we're going to stay in the mid-Atlantic or in the Midwest or Southeast or, or you know, the, the tri-state area, whatever, whatever. They just kind of feel more comfortable staying within that zone where we are a we are a nation now. Right. I, I think things are less regional. People have experienced things the same, whether you're in New Jersey or Nevada or, or California. Um, the, the pet craze is just a, a great example of that, that, that it wasn't just like part of the country was going gaga over dogs. The entire country is going gaga over dogs. Um, that being said, how do you, how do you handle the, the physical real estate part of this, you know, you guys have an actual brick and mortar as opposed to so many other franchise systems out there, even things in the pet care industry where, um, where, you know, it's, it's all being done from home or, or mobile. Um, how are you working on the real estate needs for all of these facilities? Yeah, it's a good question. And to your first point, um, you know, unlike perhaps a restaurant or another type of concept where there's a lot of regionality mm -hmm. to the brand, pet care is, is popular everywhere. So our strategy out the gate was to go where the demand is. And, and for us, we're very lucky that the demand is almost everywhere. So we did not want to limit ourselves Yeah, um, because we don't have, we're not constrained by regional concerns. That being said, we did have to early on partner with um, a real estate brokerage company or, or some type of national resource for our franchisees, right? And our step in doing that was to partner with a company called Resolute RE. They're out of Texas and um, they're a national brokerage firm. And their role is to partner franchisees with local brokers in their markets who understand our business and then to help manage those brokers for the franchisees and for us. So they're kind of our uh, in between, right? They help mm -hmm. us manage the 30 plus places we have in construction and real estate. Um, 
and they have a vast network of brokers that they're tapping into for us. They're also running really, really robust data reports on uh, different demographics that allow us to take a really deep dive into these markets before we're getting into them. Um, so that by the time the franchisee signs the agreement, we're already pretty familiar with what are the zoning requirements of this area? How ah. are people commuting? What's the demographic? What are the demographics? Um, you know, how do people work in this market? Are they, what are the industries? So those are the types of things we're looking at. And because we're a, a younger brand, you know, in terms of franchising, partnering with a company that had access to those resources early on was super important. Um, and that's one of the reasons that the majority, vast majority of our system um, that aren't opened yet have leases and uh, have, have real estate already. So they've done a tremendous job in helping us and our franchisees secure those leases and get moving on build out. It sounds like they have not just data, but they actually have insights on, on what's happening in these markets. Is that correct? They do. I mean, and they, they, they lean into realtors in the market, um, but they just know the questions to ask. And I think as a young brand, young to the franchising space, there's so many complications to franchising and, yeah. you know, you can't, you, you can't really afford to make that many mistakes because people are investing a lot of money. Yeah. And so we've always tried to be very conscious of that, not to say we haven't made mistakes, but you've got to lean into people who know more than you in a, in a certain area. And that for us in the re uh, real estate space has been resolute. Excellent. Uh, before we go, I want to talk a little bit about trends in either the pet space or in franchising itself. I, we, we've talked a lot about what's happening now with the growing pet space. Um, I assume you don't see that ending in the year 2022, that that's going to keep going. And do you see any other trends in that space or in franchising in general? Yeah, you know, I this the pet care growth has been it's been interesting because it's been slow and steady, which is always what I've appreciated and been drawn to. We never want to be that brand that's super popular. And then in 24 months, it fizzles out, right? Flash so in the pan. Want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to be that. Um, and, and I think the pet care industry is just coming into its own now. It, I'm just starting to see a lot of really great brands come online for grooming and retail and like all kinds of pet related things. Um, so I do see that, you know, taking off and, and other people and companies trying to take advantage of that. Um, and just in franchising in general, in the past, I'd say 18 to 24 months, the trends that I have noticed um, focus on service-based businesses. So no brick and mortar, easy to start up, lower investment costs, you know, home improvement businesses, um, I've seen some dog training businesses where, you know, it doesn't cost the person a whole lot to get into and you can get quickly up and running and bypass that whole real estate and construction process. And, you know, your overhead is lower because it's, you're not paying labor for yeah. you know, 12 employees to be in the store. So it's definitely interesting. I, I see that coming online a little more too in the next couple of years. Thank you for that. And if anyone has any additional questions for you, um, where can they find you? Sure. So we've got a couple different websites. Um, first, our, our customer-facing website is houndstownusa.com. We've got some great content on there, including 
videos and photos and our history and all of that. Anyone interested in franchising can visit houndstownfranchise.com. Same level of content, obviously just geared a little bit more towards um, the business investment. Before we go, a quick word from Consumer Fusion. Consumer Fusion is the only all-in-one reputation management provider that helps remove inappropriate content online. 80% of consumers say that a negative review has prevented them from choosing a business. Consumer Fusion has removed over 60,000 illegitimate negative reviews across major directory sites like Google, Facebook, Indeed, and Yelp. Check them out at consumerfusion.com slash franchise. Consumer Fusion, keeping reviews honest. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.